Like, just from my personal experience, oh, like, obviously with 7th Ave, bro, we spent over a million dollars. Kid you not, we spent over a million dollars, which was a third of the funds that we raised on legal. But yeah, yeah, your, your mic volume was just a little, little bit. That's all. Yeah, uh, man. Go ahead, Joe. About like, uh, uh, so yeah, I guess we yeah, we just we, I guess we decided to just uh, we were having a conversation. We just decided to press play. Uh, so yeah, we were just talking about like you know uh, valuations and and just focus and just you know founders just focusing on product and just focusing on getting the win and not being so caught up on, you know, the how much percentage and all that stuff, you know, obviously you don't want to get, you know, you know, fucked over, you know, stuff like that. But generally speaking, you know, just, just win, you know, and I was just getting ready to say, you know, before we press record, like as of like my life, like what I've been looking at a lot is product. Like I've been so focused on the safe message product that I haven't, I don't really talk about, or I don't address anything about fundraising that much, you know, even though it's a requirement and we have to do it and we're going to have to go out and get more capital. But like, I'm I'm, I'm really seeing how much, how valuable the product is and I can't take my eyes off it. And so I really, um, yeah, I felt what Dre was saying. Yeah. Dre, you want to give a little bit of context? Yeah, I was just going to say, let's zoom on for a little bit. So the conversation kind of kicked off because we were talking about the the changes in the YC um, investment structure. I think like traditionally YC has had a, a for long standing, has held the same consistent model. I think they've increased the amount a little bit over time, but typically the terms of the, the model, the, the model has been the, the model has been the same, but it's that investment amount that has grown over time. But yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we started talking about like how much uh, companies are given up to YC, um, and 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 when they're not able to raise above a certain valuation. Um, and yeah, and, and my perspective from that is that I think like if you're an early stage founder, and this is just what I have learned on the journey. And again, this is just my you know my my perspective, my view here. But like, I feel like if you're an early stage founder. And you haven't really built anything. This is your first company. It could even be your second company. I think you should really focus on building value. And so like Rodney mentioned the word product and product could be value for your company. Sales could be value, right? Talent, acquiring good talent could be creating value. Like there could be many things that you could be doing across your business to generate value. But I think the core thing that early stage founders should be optimizing for and they should hire folks on the team to optimize for this as well is just building value. Because I think when you build value, value compounds over a long time. And whether that value corresponds to a successful financial exit for you as a founder, like investors see that. Investors understand and they, they, they see that. The community sees that. Your, your customers see that. Like your team sees that. Everybody sees that. And so when it's all said and done, you go and try to do something else. 
the value that you've created will help make the next thing you do even more easier. And so I think like founders should just approach things with that perspective. Like most of us are, this is not the best idea we'll ever have, right? This is not the biggest company. There are those founders like a Mark Zuckerberg who hit probably the best idea he'll ever have, right? In terms of like what it can actually generate mm -hmm. in value, right? The Google guys probably hit the best idea yeah. they can probably have. That happens. But nine times out of 10, you're not hitting the best idea. So you should really start thinking about like that, that long-term trajectory and have that long-term view. And I think when you do that, that changes how you make decisions, that changes what you focus on, and that keeps you just focused on building value, which I think in the long run is the thing that matters the most. And I mean, that's the whole purpose of business anyway, from my perspective. So for sure, for, for, sure, for sure. For example, I mean, look, like Travis Kalanick, he had, he was a serial entrepreneur. Um, his, you know, but, and then ultimately Uber ended up being his biggest one at that time. I guess now maybe we could talk about cloud kitchens, but the point is, is that, mm -hmm. yeah, like long, longer term, uh, and just providing value, period, I think wins at the end of the day. So let's zoom up just a little bit because sure. I think, you know, obviously we, 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 we started at valuations, we started at value, but how do you even start to think about what value is? Because there's a lot of fluff out there, right? And it's very easy, it's very easy to chase, like, say, for example, one that I think I've seen very common with a lot of first-time founders is the headlines being in the tech crunches getting the big investors and i'll say you know i've i've, I've fell victim to that and so i guess how do y'all think about like what what is actual concrete long-term value uh for me for me uh i think from like in the context of our company value is very easy for for us to see and it's really just you know um Whenever somebody needs to send, you know, confidential information, they can do it easily um, and they can add any additional security controls. Um, and each time somebody does that, uh, it provides value for two people, the sender and the receiver. And so, um, I mean, it's, it's clear every time. It's just clear every time. And so if we can do that more um, and faster and get it uh, to be a segment get the mind share that value is clear for us uh there's other value things that we can do but for in our context product is like the biggest way that i can concretely see value um there's probably some other aspects um but yeah like every time somebody sends a safe message and it's some information that you know they would have been hesitant to share or they would have had to go like do it on dropbox or they would have had to like you know do it over the phone and pieces like that's value there. So that's for me, that's, that's the easiest way for us to see it. What about you, Dre? So I, I think about it just in generically, like in terms of any business to me, the question of how do you identify what's valuable is what is the most as just as a founder. And I'm talking specifically to the founder, like what is the most important thing that you can be doing to move the business forward? Right? Like, and moving the business forward to me means, like having a product or service that you can sell and generate more capital than it literally cost you to produce that. That's a good business. Can you do that? And can you repeat that? What do you need to do in order to get everything else out the way to literally just focus on moving the business forward? And Hey, maybe all those things can be solved. And so maybe there's other things like sales, maybe you need partnerships. So it's focusing on that, but it's literally figuring out what are the core things that if I focus on these things and I unlock these things, it unlocks a multiple of value for the business and propels the business forward. 
if it doesn't do that, it's a waste of fucking time. Like if you just like literally just looking at spreadsheets all day or like just like yeah. just working on bullshit, just like not actually moving the business forward, then you're just wasting yeah. time. Why is it a waste of time? Because it doesn't move the I, business forward. I, I don't, and I'm going to be real with you. Like, the, the, like I've had my account. And most of those things are stale times. anyway. Yeah. Oh, like, look, my accounts be chasing me down. Like, you know, and I know I got to get back to them. I'll be like, you know, and I get back to them. But it's hard because I'm like, that, those numbers are not what's going on. Like, that's not the value. Even though I understand we got to do the taxes. We got to do the administrative work. You feel me? But, like... Which is what Dre is saying, that's not what's necessarily moving the business right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'll get back to my 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 accountant or my legal team. Like for example, my legal team, you know how it goes. Like they'll hit you up on the bill. It's like I'll get back to y'all. I'll get back to y'all in a second. <laughs> you feel me? Right. I'll pay y'all. I'll pay y'all. And I do, but you know, like, but these days actually, hey, Dre, I, I took your 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 chat GBT uh trip uh uh trick. I'm those legal documents, nah, I ain't, I ain't paying no big fees for those no more. That's gonna change. That makes a huge difference. That makes a huge difference. I think, bro, Brown, to really answer the question, at least from my from my, from my angle, bro, is I think like there's I have an executive coach, and we talk about this all the time. Like, like, like just because you're busy doesn't necessarily mean you're productive, right? And so, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I think, like, as right. a founder, we get caught in this trap of thinking we need to do everything. Like, oh, we need to go focus on this. We need to go focus on that. We need to go focus on this. We need to, like, when nine times out of ten, there's, like, one really important thing that you probably should be yeah. doing that would actually move the business forward. Like, yeah, there's yeah. 20 things across the deck. that Yeah, you could do those 20 things. And, yeah, they may have some marginal improvement on something, right? They may help unlock some insight, right? Like, yeah, you could do a PRD and sure, you understand like how that next feature is going to work. But did it actually like move any needle? No, the PRD didn't move anything. So, right. you know, the it, it doesn't move anything. So I think like founders should really, especially in the early stages and in the times that we're in now, where you are resource constrained. I think this mindset works in all scenarios, but I think is best equipped for times like this when you are re- resource constrained when you don't have all the time, when time is the greatest resource you have. And so in that, in that, in that capacity, in that environment, I think you got to strip away everything that literally doesn't matter and focus on what actually moves the business forward. And when you really ask that question, there's probably only one thing, literally also, probably just one thing. And I feel like you feel it. I feel like when you're on to the value, like when you're on to yeah. it, you know, oh, yeah, you definitely like, you know, you definitely like, you know it. it. Yeah. Like, like, cause you can't stop focusing on it. Like, like, yeah. for example, like what, like, uh, if you were saying like for example like like the like a PRD and stuff like that that won't move the business forward. Traditionally, somebody might spend two hours on that, right? Um, and like that would be like it's cool, but it's like all that extra detail, making it look great, making it re- like yeah. Now, for example, I might spend ten minutes or five minutes doing it on ChatGPT, put that up, and yeah. then now I'm back to now I'm going back to what I know is like very important, mm-hmm. which is like you know the uh actual usability of what we're we're putting out and that's all i've been focusing on that's literally all i've been focusing on like every detail like um but for every business is different like jay was saying it can sales services it can be all different types of stuff but i know i feel like you know you know when you when you when you feel like you're just doing work you know you're not doing the right thing when you're just doing mm. when you're just mm-hmm. doing something yep. like 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 you know you're not doing the right thing and sometimes it's hard because you can feel guilty as a founder if you feel like you're not necessarily doing, you know, if you feel like you got to do something and you may not, mm. you may not realize that. And sometimes there are 
for example, is like maybe some blockers that you can't push forward. You can only go so fast. Like I find that sometimes where like the main thing that's going to move the business forward, I'm like, oh, I can, I can only move so fast. And then maybe in those times, I might take some extra time to do some of those ancillary things. But as soon as I can get the other thing to move forward, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Like, no, I, 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 you know. no, I 100% agree. And I think uh, just building off of something that Dre said earlier, because I, I do think uh, like as a founder, you do have to be a little bit delusional. But you also have to be extremely intellectually honest and root yourself in a reality. And I think too many people, like I fell victim to this, think that idea is the idea that is going to be it rather than like thinking more probabilistic. You know what I mean? Where it's like you see the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world and you're like, oh, he had it. He took one swing and he got this. And it's like, but that's not how the math of this world works out. But I think the other thing, too, is not true. It's not he did multiple because he did multiple things before that too. It's like it's, we see but that. people don't hear that story. Yep. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't. You're right. And so right. the other thing I think like folks struggle with too. This is and this is like a real question that people need to ask ask themselves is do you want to le- look good or do you want to be good? Because they're not the same thing. No, and I think I think in this era where it's very easy to snap a few pics, you know, because now yeah. you got some access to go here and there, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. it may yeah, get you, you know, a few more likes on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever. Like a few more intros. A few more intros. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> none, bro, none, none of that shit matters, man. And, and, and I think, you know, what y'all were saying is I 100% agree. Like Spe- speaking yeah. of uh, R- R- Ronnie actually mentioned something, and I know this is in the same lane that we've been talking a lot about, which is like mm-hmm. using like AI to like automate some stuff. I'm I'm really curious mm-hmm. about like we like doing a a, a re uh, a part two to this because I know we talked about this a while ago, like when Chat yeah, GPT sure. first dropped, like how we were using it, and it was basic, yeah. like just to do little basic yeah. things like that. So yeah. how how are y'all using it now? Because I actually think this is a very important thing. And in fact, Brylin, you dropped oh, yeah. the podcast in one of our group yeah. chats on the yeah. um in, was it the Invest Like the Best podcast? Where he oh yeah 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 AI yeah yep. AI in the economy, right? Yep, that's a really big broad topic that obviously we could spend a lot of time talking about. But I think we should talk about it a little bit because I think even just in hearing Ronnie was like, yeah, I just spent 10 minutes. I'm using, I know he's using a lot. I'm using a lot. You using it a lot. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. some of those things really could amplify like what a founder is able to do or just anybody so much. can do. And so, so much. I'm curious to know, like how are y'all using that to like automate some aspects so of your business or yeah. What, what are some of the implications y'all think is going to have economically? Cause I think it's going to be massive. Oh, bro, we about to get it. Let's get into a yeah, bag, yeah, man. Yeah. Look, I know Rylan pulling keyword, up his notes. He warming it yeah. up right now. I literally do, bro. Get my notes right now. Look, look. The key, one of the keywords that Dre said was amplify, because founders look like also like we're like idea machines, and you know we get inspired, and the more informa- more information that we're consuming, like the more like we're kind of moving forward, and like. You know, there's so many different examples, but right now I'm looking at like my notion, right? And I got like, t- this is just my notion. Not even including like the other stuff that I got, but this is just 20 things that I, that I created all with like, you know, GPT, right? But one of the things I'll, I'll talk about a couple of these things. So one of the most simple things that people could do uh, with ChatGPT is explore use cases, right? And so, like for example, you know, and and in this case, you know, you would have to, of course give ChatGPT 
a context about how your product works and who, like, you know, et cetera. Uh, but once you kind of get that down, for example, uh, there was, there's something called like a value prop story. In this case, it's like the simplest way that you can describe the value you, you give to, to, to somebody. So one specific story where you give somebody value with, in this case, safe messages. Um, and so I might tell Chat GPT, look, here's a, here's the, the style, right? So like the style is the value prop story with the title. For example, one might be like a financial advisor communicating with his clients. And then it will say, describe a, a specific person with specific problem, right? It'll say financial a financial advisor who needs to communicate securely with his clients. Then maybe the next line says, describe their, their current best effort to solve the problem. Then it goes on. I'm not going to go into all the details, but then it goes, describe why it's still a problem. Describe how their life gets better thanks to you. And I might just have ChatGPT just do a ton of different, like a million different use cases. I'll do this within five minutes. And I might have a hundred mm -hmm. use cases that I'm looking at. And then I can kind of like go through those and kind of look through like realistically, like what actually makes sense and then kind of dial that down. And then, you know, maybe explore some of those even deeper. Um, but then you can also simulate, you, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, user interviews, you know, like, like, it's just, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's like a million things. And then also another thing too, you know, I was kind of disappointed when I judged GPT-4 came out and they demonstrated like how you could have like a drawing and turning into a website. But then I realized that the, I was disappointed because they, that wasn't out, um, through the actual uh, ChatGPT yet, but it's in the API. Um, but then I realized that you could still do the same thing if you describe your user experience in text, right? If you have it like described mm -hmm. in text and it can basically improve your user experience based on what you think, what you want to prioritize in it. And there's just so many different ways. And so I was able to, you know, uh, redesign something without being a designer but i did it through text hmm. and then i was able to hmm. take that text and tell gpt to print out the pages for each of these screens and that was just and that was enough and they so it gave me html and so that was enough and i could feed that to my engineer who already has the style for our for our product and that took me what, 20 minutes? Whereas before, if I needed to do that, I would have had to hire a product designer. That would have cost me $5,000. And then like, yo, like, and like, it's just, I mean, that's just one example, but there's so many others. Like I said, I got like 20 or so more documents. And yeah. I also find that- Even the time to, on, even the time to oh, onboard yeah. them, like it would have took you hours yes. to, I'm telling to you. sit and onboard and train Jeez, and like get them to bro. even see safe the way you yes. see it. Yes, Bro. yes, yes. And you can do that yes. with ChatGPT in 30 seconds. And they want to make a mistake. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry for the confusion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, corrects, exactly. Corrects itself. Immediately. <laughs> like, it's like the back and forth. It's like, it's like, it's instantaneous. Yeah. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's like prompt. It sounds like prompt engineering. And Brian, you've talked about this before. And I think one of our one of our friends in the group chat was laughing. Like prompt engineering, like that's gonna be a thing. Like no, nah, <laughs> nigga, it's it's a thing. It's, it's, it look like it's about to be an incredibly valuable <laughs> skill. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, that's that's very interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see what you how you've been using it, Brian. Nah, I, I so I got I got to shout out my guy Rodney, man, because you know. Sent over the pitch deck the other day. My game, my man gave me a whole new use case I wasn't even thinking about. Just blew my mind away. Um, but yeah, I, I've definitely the crazy thing is, um, I think y'all know I've been, you know, over the last few months teaching myself how to, you know, code and, and and things of that nature. 
but uh, now that I've went deep and I really like understand the fundamentals of like, say, for example, like React and, you know, building APIs and things of that nature, I, I've started to use it similar to what Rodney was saying for more engineering type tasks. I haven't played around with like Copilot or things of that nature, but yeah. like literally I'm allowing it to get me to 80% and then I'm doing the other 20. And yeah. something I want to call out because speaking of that podcast that, you know, Dre uh, mentioned earlier, and I definitely recommend like people checking it out. Like the dude's name was Avi Goldfarb. And one of the things that stuck out to me about what he said is he said, people fundamentally need to understand these things are about predictions and left on the other side of that prediction is human judgment. And I think, I think that's like, given that's the, the, the kind of world that we're, we're moving to, there's a ton of things that can be predicted on. And so obviously like yes. the things, the, the things such bro, as like Mark, that's huge, bro. That's, that's huge. Bro, nobody will pick up that gym, bro. But that that in and of itself is trillions of dollars in in value. Yes, yes. Just in that one statement and pre predicting things, like bro, yes. that is huge. It, it it it's bro. You get me to go down a fucking rabbit hole on that one, uh, and maybe maybe we do that. But like obviously, yeah. like marketing things, but um, legal, legal, bro. Like just from my personal experience, oh, like obviously with Seventh Ave, bro. We spent over a million dollars, kid you not, we spent over a million dollars, which was a third of the funds that we raised on legal. What? With, with yes. I'm telling you. And, and obviously we all got it. Yes. Oh my God. Damn. And so, yeah. and so you don't now. We have learned. Y'all learned. Don't, you don't realize, you don't realize what they charge you, don't, you bro. You don't. Because you don't, bro, yeah. look bro, one time, I, one time I took a 25, I had, a, I think I had like a $30,000 note. They wanted eight, like after the fact, they talk about it's eight thousand dollars. I'm like, what? And then they defer. And then they defer it. Like lawyers right, will gladly like, defer. They'll, they'll be like, hey, we'll yeah, push right. it out. And then you, you forget about it. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, they ain't yeah. forgot. They ain't forgot. They, they come back. Forgot. They coming back. And the thing is, they're very confident they can collect that money too. They, hit, oh. they don't even worry. <laughs> they don't even worry. They're very confident nope. they can collect the money. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> Nah, uh, bro. So that's definitely where, like, with these new ventures, definitely been using it there. Um, but a new use case that I want to start to explore is, especially with ChatGPT, uh, you know, rolling out plugins and then uh, Zapier rolling out their natural language like actions. There's this guy on Twitter. I'll, I'll, I'll drop the link, but his name is uh, Yohei. And essentially, he built an AI co-founder, connected it to... Um, basically connected it to different Zapier actions. And basically he set it up to where now it's take, it, he's calling it observing. So say for example, one use case is it observes his email, his inbox, and then, you know, it's able to take the action of sending out an email. And then the last piece is the email is already drafted, et cetera, et cetera. He just has to apply the judgment of, is this a good email to send? You know what I mean? And he's been applying it to like, different like just different use cases that you would love to have your co-founder you know be able to do and i think these yeah. things are extremely important very 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 important because what you're seeing is the cost of knowledge is going to zero oh yeah and wow. and 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 in a world like that hmm. like I, I get like obviously we can go down a rabbit hole of like the negative stuff but the positives the positives. Yeah, I'm looking at the positive side. I'm I'm, I'm definitely going yeah. towards the, the light. <laughs> I'm going towards the, the light. I can the, see the light. <laughs> the way I the way I kind of think about it, and 
I don't know why, but I, I've, 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 I guess I should say like recently started shaping my mind around it in this way. I think like certain, the way I think about it is like workloads of certain positions and roles are starting now to be outsourced to AI. That's the way I'm, I think about it. Yeah. And certain yeah. roles themselves are actually being yeah. outsourced into AI. So for example, in our business today, you know, I'm not going to be the business going to be like, no, we're not replacing humans. No, we, we are trying to replace humans. Like, that's that's the mission of our business like we're a software company like we should be building software not like hiring people to do it like we should be building software that's building value that goes back to the value thing but in our business today like we i don't even think i've ever explained our business like on the podcast but i'll just explain it really quickly so we build software that helps restaurants dispute chargebacks from delivery apps so when restaurants restaurants at scale typically incur thousands of dollars a month in chargebacks from customers canceling orders, drivers not delivering orders. There's a, a lot of different reasons why this, why this happens. And so typically a restaurant has to one by one, like dispute those charges in order to like get their money back. So we build software that kind of collects it all and automates it. There is a part of our, a part of that workflow that we kind of kick off for a restaurant when we're trying to dispute a chargeback that is in an email inbox. And so tip traditionally we started off with like a human having to like read through thousands or hundreds of emails like because we're dealing with large volumes of data like we're dealing with restaurants that are doing millions of dollars just on like doordash and so it was it was a lot and so then we like built scripts that can like filter out do some filtering but it still requires some humans so it was better than a human having to go through the inbox themselves because we could we could make it a little bit better but now we're starting to leverage uh, chat gpt and open ai and some other stuff as well to like automate that entire process so what we think about it is we're building like an agent we're, we're literally yeah. building like an operations agent or, cut, or yeah, literally an operations agent that we're going to train to like do the role that we were doing with humans and just automating that entire process. So now that entire yes. workload of our business, a human doesn't have to do it. Now, there still could be some human intervention, yeah. like you said, Brian, there will always be some human judgment that is needed. But the yeah. volume of that, like what would have yeah. taken a team of 10 people now can be shrunk down to like a team of one. And so now those resources that we had on that can be that money and that capital can be rediverted to other things to help us build other stuff to create more value. And so like, we're really using it to like automate workflows and like take workload workloads off our plate. Um, and it's, it's, it's 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 working like really good. It's transformative. It is. Yeah, for sure. That's the word. It is transformative. Yeah. I think something to like, cause I don't want this to like, get missed in what you just said Dre is I agree it is very transformative but it is literally the reallocation of our most valuable assets money and time to things that going back to what we said about value to things that matter and I think something I've been thinking a lot about and I recently read um Sam Altman's uh, uh, Moore's Law, Moore's Law for Everything article, and he kind of talked about this. And I definitely recommend anybody out there to go check it out. But he kind of talked about how, like, you know, when we go through these kind of revolutions, uh, technological revolutions, obviously wealth increases. But why? Right? It's either because people end up making more, more, more money, uh, you know, due to productivity increases, or things just get get a lot more cheaper. And I think what you're going to see is hopefully a lot more efficient businesses that are are able to drive down the cost. Because like, if we get into the balance, like the income statements of a lot of these companies, 
operation costs, human capital is literally the most expensive thing, keeping something from being a good business from a great business. Yes. That's why the numbers are important for founders. Because if you're not thinking about, if you're not thinking about those numbers, you may just be building some, just build some not to capture any value. Man, yeah. man, the efficiency of it is just mind blowing, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. Uh, I saw people online, you know, generating code with uh, Chat ChatGPT, but in my mind, I'm like, you know, I was an engineer before I was doing this, but I'm not currently like actually coding every day. And so I, I saw that, but then when I did it for myself, and then somehow quickly, like, I was like <laughs> taking my 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 product and like retransforming it, and then like getting generating code and then just pasting it into like you know like the like a like a you know html generator or whatever and just seeing like i was just like man i can't be beaten right now but it kind of it made me a little Bro. nervous though made me a little nervous though because i'm like man i hope like not so many people using it like me because this is this is like i don't know man it's it's it, it allows you to be very competitive uh and for example it makes my business better because you know uh going back to what dre was saying like you know, there are so many things that I think it's important to focus on. And some of the things that I like, some of these documents that I've made with ChatGPT, if I didn't have ChatGPT, I don't like, I'll just, I'll, like, that's mm -hmm. not worth my time. It's too much. This is, but the fact that I can just do it really quickly and then get, like, I'll just do it. There's no problem. I'll just do it really quick, spending an hour. Now I got all this stuff for another example that I, I think was kind of important. Um, like, for example, uh, uh, it's it's let's say you have a business or a startup and and like it's in our case we have a lot of uh uh let, let's talk about like let's say you're fundraising right like uh, we're not at safe but let's just say you're fundraising one thing that that, that i did was like okay let's like let's have chat gbt make like the best possible case for safe like make the best possible case be specific everything right but then i said okay Use a technique. Use a technique called steel manning. And for those that I don't know what that is, it's basically just creating the, or it's basically just a, a debate, like you know, a tool or technique where you take the strongest version of the other person's argument and argue against that. And so, and so I created a document of like you know, uh, you know the the case for safe and the case against safe, and you know, like and it's like realistically looking at all the reasons why you actually might be wrong. You're like, all the reasons why you actually might be wrong. And and, I, and then, you know, and that's just useful for so many different reasons. One, uh, just so you know what people are might think when they, when you have an objection or anything like that. But also uh, we had some other things where, man, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm just really excited about how, the, how this, like this whole thing goes. I even, there's something else called, um, I think I, that I mentioned this Murphy Jitsu, something like that. But basically, Murphy's mm, law, yep. it's like Murphy's law essentially is like you know whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Actually, me and Dre have a friend that he always says this, right? Uh, you know, like whatever can go wrong, it will go wrong, right? Um, and uh, but there's something called Murphy Jitsu, which is like the defense to that, right? And the whole idea is that you create all the failure, all the failure modes uh, that could go wrong, but then you create the defense for it. And then you repeat that and iterate over until there's no more failure modes, right? And so I had, I was like, all right. So I just made ChatGPT. I was like, go through all failure modes and then create the, create the defense for it. And look, 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 I'm not sitting here saying that it's going to print me out the absolute and guarantee my success, but that definitely increases 
the odds that I that, that I win because I get to see, okay, this is a scenario where safe could realistically fail, but this is also the defense of that, what we could do today to to make it so that we have a better chance of winning. So there's just so many different ways you could use this. Um, I mean, and, and, and we're all seeing it. Like Dre's using it. I mean, we're all using it in a lot of very productive ways. I mean, it's changed. It's changed a lot. Oh, I ain't even going to cap to you, bro. I was talking to uh, uh, my, my two other uh, found, co-founders today, bro. And obviously, you know, we're, we're going back and forth, uh, you know, and they were they were throwing out the word contractor. And I'm like, well, yeah. there's another C, chat GPT, yeah. nigga. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. 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 But something something I actually am very curious about because this was a new mental model that I picked up recently because I, w- I, I wasn't even aware of this. But I was like, man, this should make a lot of sense. Um, but the mental model was the difference between uh, a point, a point solution and a system solution. Right. And it's specifically uh, the concept originally comes from like trains um, and like uh, like uh, like power plants where a point solution is just something that traditionally you can think of it as like, OK, say, for example, um, my workflow for creating for creating a product is. Uh, you know, I may go through the process of brainstorming, talking to some customers, then creating some Figma mockups eventually till, till it gets to engineering. And say, for example, I used to, you know, use Jira to manage those tasks. A point solution would be something along that workflow. I replaced Jira with Asana. Let's just throw that out mm-hmm. there, right? Sure, sure, where sure. a system, where a system solution is something more like Uber where there were taxis and they had their own kind of workflow, but Uber came in there and changed it up dramatically and something. And so I bring that up because something I'm curious about and I've been thinking about, and I haven't reached a conclusion, but I want to get, start to get some like thoughts on it is, is right now I have primarily been using AI as like a point solution to replace, you know, specific things in like my workflow. And it seems like y'all have been doing the same. What does that look like when AI becomes a system solution or will it, will this platform even become a system solution? Uh, I'm just kind of curious y'all thoughts on it. That's a great I mean, question. I'm I think the way you even frame the, that. The, the, the model, the mental model. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the way you frame that is really well, is, is well put. Um, I don't, I don't have a, a, a clear conclusion, but what I will say in my personal opinion as a, you know, a student of the game of, of just like technology this is the most transformational technology since the computer and I think in that context you can look at it however you want because you can ask yourself well how transformational has the computer been right and you can answer that in many different vectors and many different directors, directions, many different industries. Many, there's a million use cases for how the tran- how the computer has been transformational. And so from that perspective, yes. would you consider that to be a system, you know, a system change? Right? Maybe. Right? And so I think that's what yes. we're going into. I think this is beyond the mobile oh, phone. Yeah, yeah. This is beyond the app. Like, yeah. this is beyond even chat GPT. Like, we've, I think we actually hit a oh, point it, in technology... Yeah. Where I actually think, and I've never actually thought that the government has any place or role in society, like in our personal lives and even in the private sec- business sector, I, I always take the position, and some might say this is more Republican, even though I don't necessarily identify as a Republican, but mo- some people can take this as Republican. Hey, you in I, Texas, I really like, be careful. Hey, hey, you know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I'm in Houston, so I'm a little <laughs> 
I don't, you know, I don't believe the government should have a role in, in people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't believe that. However, I think we are hitting a point with a piece of technology that I think we probably need like some type of commission. I think there needs to be like probably some FAA or something for digital technology. And how that works, I have no idea. I don't think it necessarily needs Oversight. to work like how the Oversight. FAA works because the FAA came out in the in the in the 30s or 40s or whatever. So I think we have to rethink it. But I do think yeah. technology is evolving at such a rapid speed that it is certainly outpacing laws. And I think it's I think it's good. I think it's great. I love innovation, but I, I do think there probably needs to be. I think there probably does need to be something there because I think it's that transformational. So from that standpoint, I think it's a, I, th I think it's a system solution uh, or system change. I don't know. I can't remember how you worded it, but yeah, I think it's beyond even what we can. Yeah. Yeah. You got it right, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, and honestly, Brian, I actually think you're using it as a system solution. Cause even though you're saying you're using it as a point solution, the fact that you're using the, the consumer product, but also the API and like, I, I think you're already like, I think it sounds like you're already, it's already turned into a system thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in, in that regard, because it's not like, because uh, it's just multiple areas. Like you're using it like to build every th part of your, like it's not just one for workflow for you. You know, like mm. it's like multiple aspects. It's like, I maybe if you were just like replacing one piece of your business, but it sounds like we're using it. For no, it's everything. everything. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> we're using it for everything. So it's like, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. Uh, um, so I did watch the, 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 uh, Lex Friedman and, uh, Sam, uh, uh, uh interview. Um, uh, it was very insightful for sure. Uh, Sam, uh, and Lex had a good conversation. I think, um, I think, uh, one thing that I wanted to add on to actually what, what Dre's saying about the government. Um, yeah, I think, uh, there needs to be some level of oversight, um, the, the, the simplest idea that I thought of to start off with is like to allow consumers just to like report things that they see. Um, like, I don't know. I feel like people should be able to, uh, you know, report things to like an independent something where they can like someone, somebody independent can look into stuff. Cause I feel like right now, open AI and these companies, like they know all the nefarious things people are doing, but they don't share it with anybody. So we don't know. Nobody knows what people are, are trying to learn or trying to figure out. And that's kind of concerning. I think we should kind of, I think we all have a right to know, like, what are people, like, what are the, like, some of the dangerous things that people might be, like, trying to figure out? Um, uh, you know, uh, but, but. Um, Get, let, 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 let me go ahead. Finish, finish. Yeah, I want to build on yeah. that. Hold on to that for sure. Um, Sam also mentioned jailbreaking, which obviously I'm a big fan of, uh, which allows you <laughs> to do a lot of these nefarious things. For example, I think that um, I think uh, like how Dre would say, our pace in the law, you can't the law can't stop somebody that knows how to use ChatGPT correctly. I can tell you that now, basically because if you if you for example use a jailbreak, right, so it allows it to to think without the bounds of the of the content policy. Um, basically, you can always bend any law. How, like, cause that's what lawyers do, right? Lawyers, you know, typically are trying to figure out how to bend the law in a way in which case, for example, you know, uh, it's a, either a preventative thing through a contract or, or, and, or after the fact during you've been charged or something. Like, lawyers are always trying to bend the law in some way in the favor of the client or et cetera. Um, and now that, like, for example, let's say you use a, a jailbreak that allows, you know, GPT to think freely. And then like, you're trying to 
skirt around some type of law, how do we know that like 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 it will definitely give you multiple different scenarios in which case it may be possible to do what you're trying to do. I wouldn't be surprised if, for example, I know Elon's been like a critic of like how they've been structuring uh, open AI in the sense of like the nonprofit and the, and the for profit. And, you know, he's asking questions about it and whatnot. But I wouldn't be surprised if they even use you know, GPT to come up with that structure. I wouldn't be surprised they even like to even just to, to, to get like to help them try to figure out how to, you know, uh, skirt around stuff like that. So I just I like and that's that's but it but again, though, this is for the, the average person won't be doing this, but there's some very sophisticated actors out there. And if I can think of that, um, then I can only imagine what people are are act, actually doing as far as like, you know, uh, getting around laws and technic- like technicalities and whatnot, like it would be very easy for Jack- ChatGPT to give you a way to do something that's against the law, but within the bonds of the law. You see what I'm saying? And and um, they try to stop that, uh, but it's difficult when you have free- things like jailbreaks, in which case it's allowed to reason in any way, right? And so we actually need the government to also create like a way where like it builds ironclad laws that are simple and can't be skirted around. You feel me? So uh, I don't know. It's it's just there's a lot that needs to be considered. No, I, like I 100% agree, and I think I think we'll, we're going to be surprised at the number of bad actors this actually awesome, ends man. up exposing out there. Just because, think about it, right? Like it, yeah. it's essentially abstracting away software engineering, like yeah. in a way to where. Instead of having to know JavaScript, Python, or any of these other languages to be able to get, you know, this computer to do something for you, you just need to know English. And yeah. and so, like, think about how many people across the planet know English, yeah. right? And, like, think about how the world is going to start structuring itself to help people better collaborate with AI. Eventually, people's, you know, own wills and own goals are going to take over and they're going to do what they want to do. But exactly. Based off of where this conversation has gone, I do want to bring this up because I want to get y'all perspectives on this because this was just something I was like, let me form an opinion on this. And and I it sounds like y'all got strong opinions on this, too. Sure. And so y'all know what what was that? Just yesterday, um, news dropped that a bunch of the big uh, AI players. So mm-hmm. um, this, the, the, the founder and CEO of DeepMind, you had Stability AI, you had a bunch of professors or whatever, came out and said, hey, there's this open letter. We need to take a pause on you know developing any type of super you know intelligent AI for six months. Now, I do want to provide a little bit of context before we start to get in uh, to just like you know our opinions and our like thoughts here, uh, just because... I do think this context does provide a little bit of color around like just understanding where they were coming from. But essentially what I found is, you know, their main concern is AI poses a lot of risk to society and, you know, everybody is aligned that life is going to change and everybody's pretty much aligned on that right now. It's very, you know, uh, uh, I, I guess not transparent. It's, you know, because similar to what you said, we don't know. It's hard to predict what these things are going to do. And then there's not much control because these algorithms are, 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 are a black box. And when I started to dive deeper into like, okay, where, where, where is this, you know, concern coming from? There was this bold paragraph on a letter that like pointed to something very, very, very important here, which is um, 
Essentially, powerful AI systems should be developed only once we are confident that their effects will be positive and their risk will be manageable. Now, this may seem just like a random sentence, but it actually comes from, I didn't even know this group existed, but it's called Asi Lamar. And essentially, it's one of those, you know, if you know, if you know, you know, type of things where a bunch of AI researchers, uh, Elon Musk, Sam Altman, a bunch of those people, they get together every summer and they've been doing this literally for like the past, like, you know, decade. And it's not only on AI, they, they speak about climate change, biology, you know, and things about that. But back in 2017, they came up with what they called, uh, you know, these AI principles, and there's 23 of them. And essentially it was broken across three different categories. The first one was, you know, research. The other one was ethics and values. And then the other one was like the long-term consequences. But the reason why understanding this document is very important. And I think it provides a little bit of context around this is Sam Altman uh, was one of the people that signed these principles, right? He was a big proponent of like, you know, that, that sentence that they called out. Also, like the other co-founders of OpenAI, they were all a part of it. Elon was, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so the reason why this is important is because I know one of the arguments has been that people are calling for this six-month pause because OpenAI is kind of like showing out and this is a way for them to kind of like play catch up. I don't know where, where I stand because I'm like, okay, if it, if it is based on principles and this man did have a, a hand in coming up with these principles like so i'm kind of, i'm, I'm kind of split what are y'all reactions when it went to this letter so are you saying that, that that open ai right now is not it's not following all the principles i i personally think i, I actually i'm gonna just be honest with you i don't know I'm, I, I'm like my assumption is going to be yes just because when i think about the fact that they had chat like they had gpt4 literally like almost a year ago and we just literally got it a few weeks it wasn't like they just held it like they were doing all he talked about that on lex freeman they did a lot yeah, of safety yeah, testing they did, they did all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but i think so, so, public perception is they don't they don't care because okay, of how fast okay. they're moving right right uh so i i think that um i think uh that the 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 bold paragraph that you mentioned um about we should, you know, I, I guess wait until we're sure that it can be managed, et cetera. I just think that 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 point is very difficult to determine. I think uh, the, the the thing about artificial general intelligence, keyword general, is that there are so many things that you just can't think about. So like, it's just like, how can you realistically determine what is manageable? It's a very, you know, I, I do think what needs to be done is is like uh, uh, and I think OpenAI is doing this. I think they are. I mean, I hope they would be doing this. this is, and it sounds like they are based on what Sam was saying in the interview. This is creating guardrails. Um, uh, but the current guardrails are not that hard to get around in some examples. Um, you know, uh, so maybe that's a little bit concerning, but for the most part, I would say maybe well, less than 1% of people are using the jailbreaks. I, I don't believe like, you know, more than two percent of people are using jailbreaks on ChatGPT, um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think that it's just difficult to determine. I, I find that hard. I, I'm all for safety of AI. I mean, I don't. I want I want my life to be fine. I want my life to be fine. I want my life and my 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 family and friends to be fine. So of course I'd be for the safety of it, and I hope that's what 
we're all thinking about, but like I just fail to see how we would be able to determine, you know, a point in which everybody feel comfortable to move forward. Like I, I fail to see how that would be, you know, uh, like how do you how do you be confident that you can manage a general intelligence? It's like I don't know how to, you know, I, I don't know. Like it because because. If people are almost suggesting that AGI is like almost like you know a person almost like we still can't like be confident that we can control like an individual. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I don't. I don't, yeah, know. I don't think we can. I don't, I don't think we can. And honestly, I don't think anybody is actually like looking for a, a real solution. I think people are just mm-hmm. saying shit because they're afraid, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Exactly. They don't. They don't know really where the, where the technology can take us. And I think that's. I think that's fair. Um, yes. But uh, I don't know what, what what will be accomplished in six months. Like so, I mean, so this it, it is this is what they said. Right? Two thousand seventeen and and today, right? Like if we haven't figured it out by then, what are we gonna figure out in six months? This this is what they said. Right? They said basically in 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 in, in, in a few cents as possible. They said this is gonna be our it, this is gonna be our time to prepare for the transition, not only as an industry. So basically, they what what they what they did said is. They wanted to make um, certain processes of like the AI process more public and verifiable. Um, and then the other thing too, what they said was actually getting like the legislation in place. And so I think uh, like a lot of this letter is from the point of a lot of this letter is from the pro- point of like the transition. Go ahead. So Go ahead. In six months. There's no way we can make that transition in six months. We've been trying to make no, it's transition cap. to to clean climate for the yeah. last hundred years. So like, what, what are they talking about? Like, they come on. Like, yeah, but also, for, and then the, the the other thing. Hold on, I just want to say this real quick. The other thing too yeah. is I don't even understand like why everybody is like raising the flag over safety. Like, come on, yeah. we can literally yeah. right now download yeah. Tor, go into the yeah. Onion browser right yeah. now, and I can yeah. show you the darkest stuff. part of society. Yeah. Yeah that will probably get me locked up and sent to jail easily for free. And there's no guardrails. There's no, there's nothing stopping me from doing that. You know, there's nothing at all. I can go buy body parts right now on some marketplaces on the dark web and get it sent USPS by the federal government sent on my doorstep right now. Like, so I I just don't understand. Like, it seems to me, and, and this is where I go back to what I said, where it's like, you got it's like going back to it's like that founder mindset of just focus because right now we're just being distracted by a bunch of noise. I do think people are just saying a bunch of shit yeah, that yeah. they don't understand and they don't know. And this is what yeah. this is what happens when new technology gets introduced and we're fearful. Mm-hmm. You go back in time, mm-hmm. you look at when electricity was introduced, people had the same concern. You look at yeah, when automotive when cars, stuff, auto, you know, automobiles yeah. were introduced, same yeah. thing. Like yeah. this is nothing new. This is got, yeah. yeah, exactly. This is just a new technology yeah. that we as humans, like any other species, right? Like that are just sniffing around it, trying to figure out yeah. how it works, trying to figure out what the limitations are, trying to figure out what the bounds are. And we're scared, but the reality is we will do what we've always done when new technology comes. We adjust, mm-hmm. we adopt, and we thrive. And if yeah. right now is the best time, I think, in like wealth creation that we have seen in our lifetime. I think we're about to see a next level of trillion billionaires and trillion even trillionaires. Somebody in our group yeah. chat was like something about trillionaires. I'm like, bro. I don't think people, first of all, we have never been good at humans as measuring exponential growth. If you would have asked us 50 years ago, well, we have a trillion dollar company today, you probably would say, hell no. 
Okay. We got multiple multi-trillion dollar companies now. So it's yeah. not in the realm of possibility when you are able to increase productivity. We talked about that a little bit today about productivity. When you are able to shrink productivity where people are vastly more productive, the economy grows. Like money grows and it circulates at a rate that is hard to measure. People today are much wealthier today than they were 20 years ago, than they were 20 years before that, than they were 20 years before that, and 20 years before that. So I don't, I would, the next 20 years, the growth rate in wealth is going to be even bigger than what we experienced in the last 20 years. Yes. And I think we just need to get ready for that. I think w I one think thing, Rodney, because I want to add to that uh, wealth real quick is we're about to see like on that front of explosion of output, this is going to be a time period where I, like you're, you got two curves, right? Because traditionally like costs have risen with as like output has grown. Like that's why there's inflation, right? Like that's why a thousand dollars in the 1970s is not the same purchase, give you the same purchasing power today. But now you have this world where output is increasing. And then at the same time, cost, like just imagine once this AI starts proliferating across like education, which has been rising, healthcare, which has been rising. Like we could keep going on and on and on. And I think it's almost like, it's very hard to imagine that. Like we, we and, I, and I think we just don't know. Here's yeah. what I think. They, if they, if, if this letter or note or warning, whatever, I think it would be more genuine if they had more concrete examples. I think they're, whatever mm. they're talking about sounds so vague mm. and in the clouds, like nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. Um, like like if, if, if you said, okay, um, you know, expect crime to go up 50% because, you know, uh, communities will lose like schools. Like, like now it's like, oh, wait, oh, we got to like, like, but like, you're just throwing out these vague things. Like we got to get that under control. What are you talking about? What are y'all seeing that you're not telling everybody? What exactly is going on? Like, that's what's kind of annoying to me is that like, it almost seems like there's things that people don't want to say. But they want to protect everybody against what are y'all seeing what are the props that are coming in mm. why should we be so concerned what are y'all seeing like 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 yeah. like hey because we i'm not because yeah. like i'm not seeing it so like y'all must yeah. know something that we don't know and then also yeah, make like, that they need to make I, that meeting public that little meeting they be having yeah, every make year it, make yeah, it public yeah make it public yeah because yeah. you know what sambi also alluded to the fact that like he's not like because lex was kind of like was like you know like, have you been surprised by into the thing? Like, and like the way Sam kind of responded to it was like, kind of as if like, he just understands how people are at this point. So he not like, but for me, if I were looking at the inputs of like ChatGPT, I probably would be shocked by some of the stuff that people would be like trying to figure out, right? And so that kind of lets me know that he's been looking at information like that for a long time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't have access mm. to people's Google searches. I don't have access to what they type in Facebook and then erase it. I don't have, like, the average person don't know what, what, what people might or might not be thinking. We All we know is what's put out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Whereas these bigger companies, they know what you might have been thinking. They know what you were thinking when you were over here. They know what you were thinking after you bought this. They know a little bit more about how people are than we do. And I think that's kind of a little bit, you know, um, there's something not right about that. And, and, and another thing I would say is people, uh, uh, I think Dre alluded to this in, in a group chat, uh, you know, people are scared because they don't like, they don't want competition too. I, I think um, people don't want people to have the answers. Like that, like, and I understand where that fear comes from because when I started to get ahead with ChatGPT, I was like, hold on, like I'm getting ahead, but I'm also feeling like 
I gotta keep going because other people got the same leverage as I do. <laughs> so it's like I can't, I can't sit back and stop because because <laughs> other people got the answers too. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of like it's good, but it's also scary a little bit. Like also another thing too, I want to add on. Uh, and I've and and so for example, they've been saying like uh, AI generated content. This has been big actually. So. Um, a couple of things. So Elon alluded to some things uh, that's also scaring me because it, it like relates to my business, but also like other people should be uh, concerned about this as well. Um, so April first, that's when all of the blue checks, legacy ones, they go away. If you if you want blue checks still, you got to pay for it. Um, you know, we obviously see some people are upset about it. Um, I don't uh, I don't see why. I think if you're Kim Kardashian or you're Kanye West or whatever, like. It's just going to be, you're going to get a blue check. We're going to wake up on April 1st and they'll have it. All businesses that that are, that want to be taken serious, they'll have it. I think all the pushback is just like some like noise that people are just, I guess, making it seem like they'll sit on the sidelines while other influences are taken seriously. I don't think that will happen. Um, but, uh, but Elon was suggesting that, like, for example, with all this like news, especially like with AI, how easy it is to create this like AI generated, you know, uh, text and all this stuff like that. AI generated emails, AI generated bots. He was like, the rate of that is only going to go up. And he's like, you know, these verification methods. And right now they're saying payments is one, right? Um, and I saw somebody very smart. I'm not going to say his name. I don't want somebody to find a tweet. But he was like, man, cryptography is going to be so important. It's going to be so important. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't need people to know that. Because that, that's part of what our business is about, right? Which is like the whole idea is that, look, we are verifying you based on cryptography, right? Because we understand this world is going towards this way where you will not be able to determine what's real and what's not based on AI, right? And a good example of that is, for example, Chat GPT Zero. I don't know if you guys saw that, but Chat when it first came out, young kid, you know, in university, you know, uh, wanted to make some software to catch people cheating, and you know, in schools, and he got to do some funding or whatever. And turns out it's just bullshit. It's a scam. And it's not a scam because I think he was intentionally trying to do it. I think it's a scam because AI just can't reliably determine what's AI and what's not AI. You know, it just can't reliably do that. It's all prediction. It's all speculation. So, you know, but yet in the market, for example, you see companies using the narrative of AI in the hype cycle to get people to believe that AI can detect other AI, but that's not what's going to happen. And so there's going to need to be another verification layer. Um, and I think that's a, another interesting thing that's going to happen too that, that I'm starting to see is that this this conversation around verification of like real content and real people and real identity, uh, that's going to continue. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be big. It's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, sounds like face, Facebook is... It sounds like Facebook is still going to have an important business then in the future, right? <laughs> well, they, they got, they got if they're smart, yeah. if they're smart enough, if, if they if they focus on the right thing, uh, I'm I surprised they, they haven't done anything in this space yet, right? Like, yeah. that's that's yeah. the thing that's really making me like like yeah. nervous. I'm like, Zuck Apple has is. been really quiet. Apple Zuck has been Apple quiet. Is. I don't think he said too much about it. Wait, an AI or just like or verification, which one, or both? About AI, about AI. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. They're, meta, meta, meta they're releasing. Know why? Know why? Know why? Know why? It's because they're using it. That's because they're using it in a different way. They just using it on oh, us. Yeah. They're not using. They, they're just not allowing us oh, to use yeah. it. They using it. They just not oh, putting yeah. it public. Sure. You feel me? Like, sure. 
No, and they and they they're doing they're like their AI research team. They recently released something. Uh, it's called Llama, um, which is essentially they were able to rebuild an open source version of like a GPT three, not four, uh, but three. But they made they optimized it to for it to be able to run locally. And so I think that's important because obviously when when things are able to run locally. Think about data pri- data privacy and and things of that nature. And so I think yeah, I think they're, I, they're I, want, I want that version. Uh, I want the local version. You can go crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but right. but right now, like, no. I, the last. I just thought, my bad, my bad, Brian. I just thought of an interesting future where Kyle's thinking about AI in uh in Facebook and some of the, like the video generation I've been seeing and the photo generation via, via text prompts, like turning text into mm. like video. Um, and I started thinking about like skits for some reason, like, like on TikTok mm. and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, if they get really good at this stuff, you know, and they like, for example, let's say you're a comedian or you're one of those people that do skits and they get good at like, like recreating like a, a, a character or a person, you know, right now it's kind of like, you know, it's a little weird, but you could imagine like, you just, you, you're just creating these scripts. Imagine you just have AI creating a bunch of scripts with your likeness. And then you just going through the videos, reviewing the videos, and like, oh, that's funny, that's not funny, that's funny, that like, oh, like that's a little, oh no, that's like, that's not that far, nah. that's not that far, bro, like that's not that far. They have Rock playing uh basketball with uh Trump. Y- y'all see that? <laughs> y'all see that? Bro, if I, if I was a college, if I was a college student, if I was in college right now, I would, and I was like, look, let's make, let's run it up real quick. Only yeah. fans, bro. <laughs> I think only. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I just, I'm just gonna yeah. leave right there. I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna give any ideas. Yeah. I think, I'm not gonna give no business easy. ideas. If you want That's something, easy. hit me up. That's hit me up. That's hit me easy. up on the side. But That's bro, easy. you could easy. run it up on only yeah. OnlyFans and and AI and uh, generated content is is, is, a, is an interesting to, mix. People wouldn't bro. have to talk to the people. You don't even have to talk to the people. They'd be paying. No, it could just be it's be really running, bro. Whatever you want, like bro. Yeah, come on. Uh, that, uh, uh, you uh, come man, on. it needs to be regulated, bro. We can't be having like any language, uh, any language, any language, any culture, like anything. <laughs> explicit content. It, Wait, do you think they'll? Okay, so let's have a conversation about explicit content. So, so will they allow AI to get to that? Like, cause that yeah, they should. Seen, they should. They have, yeah, they shouldn't be able to block that, right? They shouldn't be able to. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if like MindGeek, which is the company that owns Pornhub yeah. and like all the yeah. all the porn companies, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they're not looking at that space. I would or argue somebody. that it's safer. I would argue it's safer yes. for people to generate, you know, that type of content like via AI than it is for like the current yeah. things are going on. I hear too many stories about sex 100%. workers and you know porn stars. Like I, I would argue, not no, no, granted, you know, that's a whole disruption of an industry i don't want to like say that so let me actually no 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 wait wait would you invest in that though because right now right now vcs traditionally they don't touch Mm -hmm. they don't touch that stuff yeah 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 bro but if it's all ai generated though if it's if it's all ai generated it's safe it's safer bro that's the more sustainable way bro that's like the that's like beyond the beyond meat of porn no, but, 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 but it is. It's safer. It is safer. Like you could be confident when you watch this content you're not contributing to like you feel like i'm just saying but but hold up, it's the economics. Because so so I ain't even gonna cap. I I like, <laughs> bruh. I would invest in it, and the reason why I would invest in it, I, I, like, like I'm gonna keep it a stack. We just gotta be transparent. Niggas ain't gonna stop okay. watching it. Two, okay. t- two, two, two. 
<laughs> Two, I will I wouldn't be surprised if more people start watching it. Three, yeah, three, yeah. three, yeah. obviously. No, nah, yes. they 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 can customize it, but nigga, if, when you can start creating, what the fuck you want? Oh, I want this one, and then and then and then hold up, and then and then and then, and then oh, hold up, hold up. This 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 the one that's gonna take it there, bro. When these women who are doing yeah. this, like like that's the thing, it becomes it becomes a question of do they do this for pleasure or do they do this to make a living? A lot I, I like to assume a lot of people do this because they got to make yeah. a living. But now if yes. they're in a position to where, guess yeah. what? They can still show a little bit of ass and titties and the yeah. AI can yeah. learn from that and then generate the scenes and they don't even got to yeah. fuck nobody and still yeah. get paid. That, that, I guess that, I guess, yeah. Bro. Yeah, I mean, for the ones that- I, I ain't even going to cap. You might catch a nigga signing up for it because- I would, like, there was, for example, there was a YouTube video. This girl was this girl. And it was just terrible. It was just terrible. Bro, was funny. <laughs> this youtube video right um uh and it was a, a girl uh um who was a part of a federal lawsuit for this um this uh this uh porn company and it turns mm. out that these actresses that they had were not there like like uh like they were there against their will that what they were doing they were like doing like this social like weird manipulation in which case they were like tricking these girls into thinking that they're going into modeling agencies etc cetera, etc cetera, and then bringing them back to like for example like a hotel room and then like you know there's these big guys in there they're like you know it's like now it's like hmm. it just it, you know it's just a bad situation and these videos were published right publicly downloaded shared all these things right millions of people now mind you the consumers of this stuff you know they're they're not these people are not guilty people obviously they're just people that just got this you know we all like at some point, everybody's taking taking a look, right? You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so these people don't know that, right? Now, mind you, though. Now, mind you, though. You know, one of the things that the girl said was like, like, and one of these girls, she's super conservative. She was always like, you know, and she when that happened to her, it was really crazy, and then her family and all the dynamics, right? So it was a really messed up story. But the point of it is that one of the things that she wanted to, one of the messages she wanted to put out there was that. You know, uh, she wanted people to consume less of that because that's ultimately what drives a lot of the, the stuff, right? And I mm. understood what she was saying, right? I understood what she was saying because she was like, because there's a market for it, this is why things like this is happening, right? Um, at the same time, obviously, that's not the whole picture. You know, that's that's not the whole picture, right? Um, you know, and also we can't realistically think like, like well, because what Brian said a good point. People are not going to stop watching it. I don't care if it's girls or guys or tr trans. I don't care what you are. They're mm -hmm. not going to stop watching that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I can stop, and it, that's fine for me. That's cool, but that's not going to stop everybody else. And so, you know, and I and I, but I felt I did feel like, oh man, that's crazy. You don't, you know, you, you know, a kid, you know, for example, a teenager that just like, you know, young women or or thirteen year old, like you know, like you kids, they hear stuff in in the room or with their friends, and they go look. They don't know that this might on the other side somebody mm. might be there. You know what I'm saying? And so, and I so when I think about what you're saying, works like in this in this context of this of this of this of, of AI, etc. I do think about the video that I saw with this victim of you know of of sexual abuse, sexual assault, and you know um you know uh, having to re constantly kind of relive this trauma every time her videos come back up because they they've been downloaded. You know, a lot of these services, you know, they allow them to download Pornhub. They got rid of that. You can't no longer download videos, but that's not every site, right? And so, mm. in a lot of ways, yeah, I actually do like when I heard, when I thought about it, I was like, 
that does sound safer. Like it does sound safer. Yeah, it'll pull people out of you know out of jobs, I guess. But like, I would feel I I would think that most people would feel better if they knew those weren't and if it looked real and they knew those weren't necessarily real people. You know, I ain't even. Then you know, like, hey, like you feel me, like nothing, no, no foul, like no foul play, nothing crazy. Like that's like now I don't know who makes money off that and how that goes or whatever. And that's a whole another side. That's a whole another side. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and somebody's gonna have to do it. It is. Not, it's not gonna be me. I ain't even gonna cap you. You you got me feeling like I need to use Chat GPT to do this. Like <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Yeah. Hey man, bro, it's, that I mean, and, uh, what is though. it? Mid journey, bro. Well, mid journey, mid journey. Chat GP two, bro. Yeah, nigga, you can run yeah, it out, man. You can start. You can start. Start narrow. Start with a fetish. Start with a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I'm, you, bro. I should be talking about it, bro. I'm telling. I got bro. the whole go to market, bro. bro. <laughs> I got the whole go to market. Right, I'm telling you, right, it, I, it will go crazy, bro. You can literally crazy. make up, bro. Crazy. And think of, and think about it from a data oh, advantage. Man, I, 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 and then if you yeah, think like if this whole AI thing is about data, bro, these sites are free. It ain't nothing I to know. go to Chat GBT and say, create me a scraper. <laughs> free. <laughs> but one thing I want to say before we kind of wrap up here is because we were talking to, we were talking about these about these big players. And I think something that like I, I've started started to observe and it's made me go deeper into history is is I, I like when I started reading about like the agricultural like kind of revolution the period of time before like the industrial revolution essentially what you saw was a lot of stuff was ran by like these aristocrats and you know you had the separation of classes like the peasants and the merchants but you had all them you know taking advantage of the means of production that the aristocrats owned Right. And it was very few of them. Right. And then obviously things changed with the Industrial Revolution um, and things of that, because now labor could kind of organize. But I think you're about to see the unbundling of labor and us returning to like almost an agrarian kind of like society where there's very few players that are going to own the means of production. And that production are going to be these large language models. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these people coming out here and trying to say pause, because guess what? If, if 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 fucking GPT can do text, video, image, code, you name every single mode, why do you need a stability? You know what I mean? Why do you need a hugging face? Like, yeah. and so the economy is about to look way different. And I think people will need to start diving back in and just learning about history because there's some yeah. cheat codes there. I need people yeah. to be like, you know what I want so badly before we end this? I want so badly. For if our industry is going to have all these conversations, I really want these concrete examples of how it's going to affect the economy. I want concrete examples like, like just say 30% of these jobs is going to be lost. 100 million jobs going to be displaced. Yo, please be specific. Please be specific. What are you talking about? How exactly does it look? Be Because first of all, we got the tools to even make it easier to be specific. So like, <laughs> like, 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 let's be more, like, let's be more specific so we can, because yeah. it's like, Maybe we should ask Chat GPT and uh, come come back saying. to the episode like, the it, episode it, next it, week it, with the results. Let's see. Let's pull it, it a report. Makes, Let's see what it says. It, <laughs> it makes it so vague. Like like it makes it like it's not it, when something's vague. It ain't as like I don't know. It's like it's not as real. It's like it's like it's bullshit. Concrete. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Like it makes it so we all in our heads like oh this might happen. This might happen. Yo what what okay like I said like 
will the amount of kids not going to school like 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 fifty percent less kids because they are using this are gonna learn like like be specific about what's happening or, or what might happen like and I think you'll see people actually be like oh like 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 because you tell somebody about AI might be, might do something you really think that's gonna really stick that's gonna stick. Like that's mm-hmm. gonna stick. Like like all jobs gonna get lost. They been how how many times have it been said? Like like how many times have been, that been said? So come on now, let's be real. Let's be real. But but the legal stuff, I can see that happening quicker than anything else. Uh, cause they get yeah. they they just charge it too much. I I I ain't even gonna cap. We go before we get into the, the the legal stuff. We can unpack that another episode. These niggas ain't. We didn't even. These niggas in Congress, man. They are not ready for that conversation. Shit, they need to be using it then. Shit, if they're not ready for the conversation, they need to get ready for the conversation. That's the problem. They need, they need some tools. That's the problem right there. They haven't had the right resources. They still flipping through books trying to understand AI. They get, we already they, use the tools. Like, can they even type? <laughs> can they even type? Bernie Sanders probably don't even have a computer, bro. He got an assistant Bernie, that he tell him to like look up some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie only used voice. <laughs> Bernie only used Siri. He probably like, how's this shit different from Alexa? They get how is this is this like Alexa? Or not? Hey, 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 Loki! I hooked up ChatGPT to my Siri, yo. That that oh, I can talk oh to, the I short can, the, yeah. the uh, shortcut, yeah, thing? bro. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna hey, do that. Who sent that? Who sent that? Who sent that? Do you remember? Who sent that? Um, it matter. Whatever. Yeah, whatever, but bro, you, that, that, that's legit. That's we should legit. put it in. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it. Yo, put it in, put in the notes. notes. That, that's legit. Yeah, you can tell Siri like, hey, uh, like I, I, I turned it to like Ash uh, uh, GPT, and then like I just say whatever, and then like it pulls up the GPT. Like it's it's legit. Like conversational. Hmm. Like like next level Siri type shit. Is I like I fuck with Damn. it. Yeah, yeah, Apple about to roll out some shit. You think they? You think hey, they wait, 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 <laughs> bro. Yeah, Apple about Apple to eat that Apple. use case up. And you know that shit gonna Apple. be so integrated. It's gonna be so nice. You'll yeah. be able to hand it off to the MacBook, to the Apple yeah. Watch. It's gonna be so. Oh, it's gonna be so up. integrated. We're gonna be like, up. Damn. People like, on my MacBook, uh, do this. Like that's messed up. Bro. Yeah, it's gonna be that's so smooth. Up. But yeah, yeah, no. But this was a good one, y'all. We are, we should wrap it up. Yeah, that's right. This was good, man. All right, Charlie. One, two.